right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's a very handsome Kevin Bird. I am, well, not so much, Willie P. Um, but hey, appreciate you guys being here on the podcast today. I am fired up because the product, the man behind the product, the thing that we're talking about today is crucial for so many hot rodders. It is one of the biggest upgrades you could put on your old school muscle car. A lot of people are plagued with three-speed transmissions because back in the day, that's all that was available. That's all you got. Yeah, man. Maybe you got two, right? Yeah. So you were you were golden if you had three, right? Three speeds. Woo! Wow. Right? And a reverse. Yes. <laughs> and nowadays, you look at you know transmissions that have eight, nine, ten speeds. You know, the sky's the limit. Well, back in the day, when you only had three, you know what that does for us hot rod guys, for us muscle car guys? It makes it really fun to drive your car stoplight to stoplight. It makes it horrible to drive your car down the damn highway because Hyundai's be dragging your ass. You be in the right lane running 65 with your tongue hanging out, right? And meanwhile, some dude in a Hyundai accent rolls by at 85. Like, where's your, you know, where's your Plymouth Roadrunner at now, bro? You know? (laughs) And yeah, you're, you're burning twice as much gas. <laughs> you're screaming at like 4,200. And they're yeah. like cruising at like 1,750. <laughs> yeah, man. It's oh. such a killer. And then you're fighting everything because once that happens, you're fighting heat. You're fighting just, you know, just what you're doing to your drive train, just beating on it, right? Well, Gear Vendors is a product that has taken that problem and is really aggressively just assaulted it with everything possible. His, he's got a really unique overdrive underdrive mechanism got one on one of my cars i should have one or two of them on a few other cars because there's there's nothing that increases just street ability drivability being able to take your hot ride out on a friday or saturday night and put it to the wood right but still roll down the highway and keep up with traffic it's it's such a big advantage amen and if you don't know what we're talking about go out on your car and put it in like d2 right <laughs> just yeah. go drive on the highway Right? Yeah. <laughs> it double won't take long. It won't take long, and you'll get exactly what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, we take it for granted, right? Five speeds, six speeds. Like you said, now we're in the eights and tens. Like, have an overdrive, double overdrive. I don't know. Maybe there's a triple overdrive in there. Uh, having those extra gears is huge. And, and you can go buy a whole transmission. I mean, you can. You can swap out everything. Uh, yeah. But... But uh, there's nothing like just adding on an overdrive setup, and especially these, you know, high ratio or high, um, 
you know, gear ratio uh, transmissions, right? They're not built. They're not turbo 400s and, and whatnot where you can put a ton of power to them, right? Right, right. And that's not the old school. It's not all the way it's set up. This is just an easy way to go out there and romp around, rip it up, slam it hard, quarter miles, you name it, and be able to go out there and have some fun too. Because hot rods are all about cruising as much as they are about digging deep and going fast. Yeah, man. And going fast, it's there. Let me tell you, the guy's got two world records in drag racing. There's four off-road racing records uh, that all run a gear vendor stuff. So it's not like, you know, you can't, you could take a 2,000 horsepower engine, put a gear vendors on it, and run it down the damn highway. There's this crazy thing called Drag Week. You've probably seen it if you, you know, if you subscribe to Hot Rod. And it is brought to you by Gear Vendors because 90% of the guys out there are running Gear Vendors on their car. And these are, you know, thousands of horsepower cars all running these units. You know, I've got one of my 70 Roadrunner, and I'm telling you, man, right when I love it too, right when you're just all over some vet's ass, right? You're just like, you're on them like wide old rise, bro. You just wop. And right when he thinks you're going to, you know, fade out. And he's gonna stretch you out at a buck thirty-five, buck forty-five, buck fifty-five. Right when most muscle cars will fade out because they their gears too big, you just hit that button, click in overdrive, and like I'm your Huckleberry all the way up to a buck fifty. You know, it's like yeah, it's it really is such a big difference in how your engine and car it just performs. It's such a night and day difference. Yeah, it's called going from D two <laughs> to just overdrive man yes right <laughs> well you know uh, it can go the other way too right i mean you can kind of down gear it and if you got to be hauling and towing some big heavy stuff i, I think you can kind of go the other direction and really get the advantage of gearing going down right yeah heavy pulling off road you know it's a very simple versatile little piece of equipment and uh we have the man rick johnson the owner the guy that started it all so you got yes. any questions? We're about ready to hammer on it and answer those, and yeah, give you man. all the inside skinny on what it means to have a gear vendors. So, Bert, I, I one time I showed up at this autocross, this infield little autocross race in a nineteen in my seventy Roadrunner, and people were looking at me like I'm crazy. They're like, you know, there's a bigger road course, and inside is an autocross course, and they're like, what is this old man car doing? You know, and then they look underneath it and they see all the upgraded suspension. They see really big brakes on it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how is he going to handle, you know, the big straightaway? And they're like, I'm like, I got you, man. I'm your Huckleberry. Well, especially when they see a little three-speed in there, automatic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> on, a, like, on a column shift. Yeah, it's not like you threw a T56 six-speed, you know, manual box in there, right? Yeah. And really unique ways to hide the gear vendors as well. We'll come back after the break and share some just some of the knowledge that Rick actually has and gear vendors presents. So quick break, we're back to it. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Rick Johnson, the man behind gear vendors. On our podcast today, Rick, thanks for taking the time, brother. First and foremost, how is the world of gear vendors? How is how's things right now, man? In this crazy environment, how are you guys doing? Yeah, well, we're doing great. We're doing great. Um, yeah, we're above last year. I mean, if you if you take if you take our customers and tell them they got to go home for a couple of weeks, uh, well, this is getting stretched out now, but. They're buying product and working on their cars. And thank God for hot rodders. Thank God for people who 
have talent and skills and and know what they're going to do they're not going to sit on their butt if if they're uh you know most of our guys are going to work on their car if they're if they're locked down and have to do something right yeah this is like second winter right this is the off season you're just upgrading everything right we just get to do it twice this year yeah no it's it's on it's on and i've talked to holly hers you know a number of uh tranny guys and and so forth over the last few weeks and we all have pretty much the same story we're all busy and we're all fine and uh and we just want we just want to uh well you know get out there and let the message let the message be known that all of these people's agendas are not going to work you know i was talking to hot rod and i said well one thing we can count on we're going to do drag week because i think I think the only Democrat we have out there is Eddie Miller. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the rest of us are all going to show up because if you think driving 1,200 miles in your 2,000 horsepower, you know, drag car is, uh, uh, you know, fun and, and driving 2,000 miles, hauling a little trailer and everything you need to keep it running, well, then you're probably a guy who doesn't put much stock in everybody else's opinion and all the news media and all that. You probably make up your own mind about crap and you know how to, how to deal with it. So we'll, we'll do drag. We'll do drag week. I'm looking forward to drag week, but you know what? A lot of people don't realize if you're one of those guys that has an old muscle car, you know, if you're one of the guys that is restoring a muscle car, one of the best parts is getting out and showing your ride off and being able to cruise it from point A to point B. Well, you've got a product in gear vendors that really allows that to happen in ways that, you know, most guys, you know, can never even imagine. It, I'd say when when I drove my cars out the street races, when I drove them on cruises, one of the crazy things is we'll get guys to be like, hey, man, so give me the directions because I've only got a three-speed and I can only run like <laughs> 65 miles an hour and I'm going to be way behind you guys. Well, you've, you've really created a product that eliminates those guys from dragging behind and really brings them up to speed, so to speak. We're, we're super lucky. We, uh, you know, subscribed to, uh, oh, early on in our career, we hooked up with, uh, John Lingenfelter, you know, as one of the racers that we dealt with and, and John was a hired shoe. You remember NHRA champion, John Lingenfelter and, and his company still lives on, but, uh, he had uh, he had run drag racing with a power glide and a gear vendors, and and he got us into the Callaway Corvette. He had hookups at General Motors, and it's a long story, but we ended up being factory in the Callaway Corvettes, and uh, and and the 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 point of all that is that you know uh, Reeves Callaway said, you know, kind of like if you build it, they will come, you know, if you just make something the very, very best you can, which was always our attitude, there will be a market for it. And sure enough, back then, you know, we were mainly dealing with RVs, trucks, you know, things like that. And, uh, and we just kept making this thing better every year, you know, just pushing the envelope. And, and today with, turbocharging we got so much horsepower we got customers with over 4,000 horsepower I mean Bailey just in this offseason and testing down Braden just did what a 200 and you know I did a 5.77 at 259 miles an hour in a streetcar <laughs> yeah <laughs> you but, know? Hey, you, but you hit it on the head because you put race cars on the street 
And that has, with your product, gear vendors, if you guys go check it out, it basically allows three-speed transmissions. It's a component you put on the back of your transmission, on the tail shaft. It mounts there, and it reduces that RPM that it gives you an overdrive-underdrive mechanism. So if you're right. rolling, instead of, you know, you're being tapped out at 70 miles an hour with 410 gears running, you know, 3,800 RPM, you hit the gear vendor's button or the shifter, whatever you got, Dude, and all of a sudden you're running 2800, 2900, and man, it is such it is such a relief on your engine, on your ride, uh, and on you as a driver. Man, it just gives you a little security. Right off 3500, it's it's real pretty math. Off 3500, if you take 0.778, we'll knock 777 RPM off. Off 4000, we'll knock off 888, and off 4500, we'll knock off 999. Yeah, you know. RPM, so it's it's a twenty eight point six percent faster gear, and uh, and one of the one of the great things about that is is you don't need to run a lockup converter, you know it's not so much overdrive like let's say a four L sixty swap that that you got such a tall gear of overdrive and such a loose converter that it's that it's going to flare on you. Any quality built converter, when you only put a twenty eight point six percent faster gear in it which is the difference between, let's say, a 410 rear gear and a 309, you know, 308 rear gear, rather. And, uh, um, you know, if you, if you do that with any race converter, I mean, our racers are, you know, some of those converters are 5,000, 5,500 stall, Lutz and Larson and Bailey and those guys, and they can put down the road at 2,200 RPM at 75 miles an hour pulling a trailer and no converter slip, no heat, nothing like that. A lot of people are that have 4L80Es are like, well, how can you run it without a without a converter lock? But that's because a 4L80E is a twin stator design. It slips a lot when it's not locked up. Um, a regular converter that you're building for performance doesn't do that. If you're cutting down the road only making 70 horsepower because you're only going 75 miles an hour, it's not slipping. You know, it's uh, it's slipping of a ratio like five percent. You know. You know, so it's uh, no, we're we're very fortunate. Uh, we just keep making them every year. Our customers get more powerful, and so we're able to have a reason to to keep pushing the engineering, which keep which is what keeps it interesting for me. You know, the the cars and the horsepower levels go up. And having said that, I can make a huge argument that that the people who just you know everybody loves overdriving their cars, Willie. I mean. They get any brand of overdrive, whether it's a Tremec manual, you know, because we fit manuals, so we fit Muncie's and Mopar 833's and Jericho's and top loaders and all that kind of stuff and Liberties and and G-Forces and all those are very popular with us. But whether it's an automatic or a manual, when you get overdrive, you're going to love it because you spend all your time cruising, right? And, and that gear is super valuable. But you take a guy with just a classic restoration it's it's not hopped up it's only making 280 horsepower or 320 horsepower or 400 uh, you take that car and you put a gear vendors in it and many times these guys have owned this car for a lot of time and they're so excited to drive the car now that they actually start doing everything to the car all of a sudden they're back into it they're back into the hobby and they're buying cams and they're changing out the wheels and the stands and because they'd been letting it sit and and because it just wasn't comfortable to cruise you know when you're when you're cruising it 
at 55 miles an hour and everybody else is going 75 you're not really having you're not really having fun <laughs> you know? well it's handcuffs <laughs> yeah we talked about at the top of the show i mean have not having those extra gears is is like a handcuff and, and if you're not you know if you got this anxiety because you can't you're really not wanting to go over 55 65 miles an hour you can't go on the highway you can't go where all your friends are going it does your cars just sit if there's something fundamentally not fun about a ride you're not going to use it and once you can free that up man all of a sudden you're going everywhere you can't wait to get back in it you you're can't driving think the of, thing to work you're yeah. driving it everywhere because yeah now all of a sudden it's fun to drive and like i said these guys are they're putting new interior in the car and, and just back into the whole hobby and back into loving their car and and you know they're not out buying a tesla <laughs> Yeah, it, it's time for all the other upgrades because yeah. you realize how much fun, right? Because everybody thinks about when they get into hot rodding, what they're going to have fun right. with, right? All the things they're going to do. And if it doesn't align, it doesn't match up to that expectation, right? It's just a big downer. But all of a sudden, right, you get that freedom and uh, excitement factor and, and fun factor built back up. Man, now you're buying more parts. Like you said, you're you're upgrading the interior. I mean, you're spending a lot more time in there. You got your wife, your kids in there. Now it's like... Yeah, buddy, this is part of my life now, not just part of a dream right. that I had. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's the exciting part of the hobby, and it's the exciting part of what we do because we fit. You know, we're known for going in like the drag week cars and stuff like that, uh, but we also fit classic restorations. I mean, you know, I talk to people with I talk to people with old Rolls Royce Silver Ghosts. You know, you know, Givenders is one at one of the, you know. We supply a kit for those. In fact, actually, you know, that's our most expensive kits. <laughs> right. Are in those kind of cars. Well, it better be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rolls Royce. Yeah, we got something for you. It's the gold model. Yeah. And so the thing is, they can show up on the lawn at Pebble Beach and they get no point deduction because the judges realize the car is still got the stock transmission. It's just now made so that this guy can actually drive the car on the street. And everybody loves to see these cars driven, not trailered anywhere, not trailered into shows and stuff like that. They want to see in, in the Rolls Royce, for example, but it's, that's a, that's a big touring class. I mean, they ship all those things all, they ship them to Australia and do a whole tour. They ship them to Europe and do a whole tour, you know, cause most people own those cars are, are wealthy. And, but this is one of their, fun things they do is they do these tours, you know, and, um, which is kind of like a, you know, uh, um, you know, where you, where you hop in a car and do the Coker tire thing, you know, the one lap of America or whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 And, uh, so, so we cover the gamut of, of people from racing all the way to historical pieces that only make a hundred horsepower and need a super efficient, super, quality thing that'll go in there and and the gearbenders is just about the reason why it's better uh for most people than doing a swap is because the best transmissions for racing performance and driving it like you stole it was the muscle car era when when the manufacturers were competing on the drag strips so that ford gm or dodge transmission that were made in the 60s and 70s they have never been surpassed for their efficiency and their brutal 
handling of torque and horsepower and their ease of repair and, and cheapness to actually own. You make a product that makes that feasible and accessible and, and affordable, uh, which is a big key. So when we come back, we got to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, a little a little trick that you guys provide at Gear Vendors that's really cool for the racing world. The trick is hiding some of his so gear vendors. So some people will show you their, their car has a gear vendors unit on it. Some people will allow you to find out in a race that it's got a gear vendors unit on it. Right. And he's got several different ways to hide them <laughs> so that they appear okay. not as it would, you know, not as a blatant advertisement. Like, boom, I got one, but you can't find out how it works. I'll share that with you in just a minute. It's a quick break. Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird and Willie B. Back in just a minute. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Rick, my man Johnson, for Gear Vendors on our podcast today. Rick is one of those guys you'll always guarantee to have a good time when you're with Rick. He's uh, he, he uh, he's definitely one of those individuals that is always around the racing circuit, the guys, the people, the community, and so forth. And I, hey, Rick, I gotta share with you. Uh, and some people listening, what you do to help some of the people that buy your product hide or disguise it. So me, on my 70 Roadrunner, you'll appreciate this, Bird. I have a column shift Roadrunner and it with a bent seat and power windows. It's a rare combination. Well, in that particular Roadrunner, and you know this Roadrunner for its righteous burnouts. You've seen the car before. Well, oh, yeah. when we did the gear vendors unit on it, I was like, well... What I want to do is my engagement mechanism if I have it on manual because he gives you a couple settings. He'll have it set where you can automatically have the gear vendors, you know, shift into overdrive, underdrive, or whether you do it, you know. So I chose the old second dimmer switch. Remember how cars used to have a dimmer switch on the floor? So whenever a high beam car was coming at you, you would hit the little switch on the floor. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, Rick provides little hide sort of ways to put your gear vendors into use. So for mine, my Roadrunner has two dimmer switches, and you would never know it. You would never know outside that that it has a gear vendors unit on it, aside from the sticker out back that says six-speed and make people go, huh? But yeah, man, he's got different ways to disguise his units, and a lot of times they're a big surprise until you're out there on the road and you're running 145, and you're like, how can that three-speed keep up with me? <laughs> it's like, surprise, it's not. <laughs> well, I got a question for you guys. You know, so most people are familiar with, you know, the term overdrive. They're familiar with extra gears and how it drops your RPM. Uh, do you typically do much as far as uh, gear splitting? Because you can go up and down, or do you just mainly use it for the overdrive feature when you get through, you know, all three gears? Me personally? Yeah, you and, uh, you know, customers typically. Right? Does it help out in a drag strip situation? Yeah, I mean the customers. The customers, you know, if you got if you got something that's twelve seconds or slower, it's like a power adder to keep close ratios. I mean, that's what made you know Muncie M twenty ones and M twenty twos popular in the day. If you can keep if you can keep even a small block motor, you know, in the power, it'll make big block type power because because. Torque times RPM divided by 5252 is how you arrive at horsepower. Torque times RPM divided by 5252, which is the time factor, the time constant. And, and that predicts how much horsepower you can have. So if you have closer ratios, we've all driven a late model rental car. 
with an automatic transmission now that has that has seven forward gears or eight forward gears. And this little four-cylinder is just kicking butt because torque times RPM divided by 5252, if you can keep those ratios tight, you keep that thing hauling, you know? I was going to say, for people, uh, you know, not fully grasping, you know, how the gear vendors works, right? It sits at the very back end of the transmission. So whatever the transmission's doing, now this thing can up the gear and down the gear. So, you know, if you're in uh, third, you can go up or down a little bit, right? Adding kind of a two and a half and a three and a half gear, right. four, you know? Uh, so exactly. So it's not just what's yeah happening at the overdrive stage. Nope. You know, between one and two, you can Definitely split the not. gears. Mm -hmm. between two and three you can split the gear so right. yeah if you've got a real wide ratio and you you know you shift at say 6,000 rpm your rpm might drop down to 4,000 well if you can split it and your rpm only drops to five and you're on the drag strip you can stay in your power band right making more power and do these split gears so yeah i wasn't quite sure you know typically if people are using that function how much it helps and oh for sure anybody who does it will be using gear splitting. I mean, you launch, you take a guy with a, well, let's step back one. That is how today's transmissions work. In an eight speed automatic, there is not eight gears. There's only four, okay? It's the same thing we've been preaching forever. There's two underdrive gears. So your first and second gear in a three speed automatic are underdrive gears and drive is direct drive, right? And people are buying our product for the overdrive gear and the gear splitting. Well, so now we just turn that two underdrive gear and one direct drive gear into four underdrive gears, one direct drive gear and one overdrive gear, okay? And eight speed has two underdrive gears and two overdrive gears. So it's got first and first overdrive and first double overdrive and second and second overdrive and double overdrive and then direct drive and then overdrive and then double overdrive. Okay, for eight ratios, that's a there is no there is no eight gears in an eight speed transmission. There's five gears in a ten speed. Okay, so a ten speed automatic, the new Ford, absolutely you know Ford GM project that shared in design, and the reason they did that was because by having ten as opposed to eight gears, they could keep the converter locked in every gear after first because converter failures. Converter failures are super common in, in these converters that would lock and unlock and lock and unlock as going through eight forward years. So my point is, is that that's how gear vendors works. That's what we've always been preaching is that you don't need 10 gears to make 10 gears. You only need five. Okay. And now with five gears, that's how you get 10 speed, but all, Pretty much everybody out there, like a six-speed automatic also only has four gears. That's why if you drive a, an automatic Camaro with a 6L80, it doesn't actually have direct drive because second double overdrive is like 0.97. So there was no reason to go to direct drive. So it never actually goes to direct one-to-one. -one. It's one, two, three, four, five, you know, five being the first overdrive gear, six being the second overdrive gear. So, so that's how important it is and that's what we do and that's we've been part of all those projects from the very beginning many of the early designs with general motors that that we did and uh, the the point is it's uh it's very cool and what it can do for your performance so 
most everything that we do to make our car quick at the drag strip, fully matted, wide open, ruins its performance when we go on the street. We got too big a cam, we got too much carburation, we got too loose a converter, we got all this stuff, we got too high a rear end ratio, you know, numerically. And and all this is is hurting our 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 daily driving ability. But as we uh, gear vendors can really change that because now with the split gears, we can keep the motor happy. When you're when you're driving a um, a car that's making lots of horsepower is that you can't use it on the street. You know, you'd be getting a ticket every time you turned around and you'd be dangerous. So you're only driving it half throttle when you get on it. Well, you start splitting gears at half throttle and that converter just stays hooked and the car is like twice as fast, you know, and people just enjoy. That's why our customers are so dedicated is because it really solves a myriad of problems of driving a performance car on the street, not just overdrive, not just better fuel economy, but the stress on the motor and making the car work, making the car, and I'm sure Willie can tell us stories of him driving. You're going through canyon carving or whatever. You can go second gear in and out of overdrive, coming out of the corner. Go ahead. So one, one place that we've got a, a really cool road course out of here, it's 2.2 miles, a lot of elevation climb. Right. Uh, and one thing you'll notice is, is when I take my Roadrunner out and throw it on the road course, coming out of corners, if you're in an old school car, you have to think about compensating for the, for the moment of time that you use when you mat the gas pedal, when you get to the apex of the turn uh-huh. and you're creeping in on the throttle, the time it takes to drop the fuel in, atomize, ignite that fuel, start the burn process and start harvesting power transmitted to the wheels. There's an amount of time or in, right. in road course, it's feet that you're wasting in the turn. You're right. But Half with door. gear vendors, yeah, with gear vendors, you'll notice that it starts jumping in that power band a little quicker and it goes to that, uh, that overdrive out of second a little faster and then the car naturally goes into third and then you'll click into the overdrive as well so it does help accelerate the car like a like a passing gear that comes in a little faster than what you're normally comfortable or used to and it allows it to pull through that apex just a little bit faster than if you had to drop it all the way down into a second you know oh definitely definitely keeping ratios close let you gear into the corner with the right we're at the right gearing so that you have throttle response when you're coming out. And if you didn't have that split available to you, you'd be, you wouldn't have a choice because dropping a full gear lock up the rear tires in many cases. You know, it's too big yeah. a jump. Too big a jump. I'm and glad it you bring that. the car. Yeah. 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 If you if you still don't have your head wrapped around it, you know, and you got a manual. Just skip a gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just skip a gear and watch it go brrr. It's kind of a good way, right? Come on, come on. Get back there. Get back there. You were happy at 5,000. Know? <laughs> Imagine taking your Camaro with a Muncie, take that out and put in, you know, the the old school Muncie 465 that was in the truck, you know, that had the granny low and the real wide ratios, you know. You know, um, you know it's just the difference between wide ratios and close ratios like I said, everybody loves overdrive. There's no question about it. You, you don't talk to anybody with any brand of overdrive that doesn't just rave about it. The point is that if we can use overdrive and power gear splitting, gear splitting that we can hit without clutching the car, without doing anything, just hit the button. And back to Willie's point, um, it 
can be for those who really want it. All of our installations have to look from our restoration period. We have to make things so that it, it looks very factory. Imagine, imagine where we got a Boss 429 that that Willie's grandfather just donated to him you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now what could you, what could you do what could you do to that car that wouldn't ruin its value i mean it's got polyglass tires on it it's got a 430 or 390 diff it's got a ford top loader in it you know the only thing you could really do to change your whole life in driving this car is put a gear vendors in because you don't have to modify the car in any way, shape, or form. You're going to take the stock drive shaft out, set it in the garage, take the stock tail housing off the tranny, set that in the garage, and just like our friends with Packard's Cadillacs and Rolls Royces that are at Pebble Beach, you're going to put the overdrive in here, and there's going to be a little button hidden in the in the shift ball, and that little button's turning on overdrive. is 28.6% faster, so it's making those 430s like 320s, or the 390s like 30s and now you can drive this car and actually enjoy driving it the engine's not under stress it's not turning 4200 rpm when you're going down the road at 75 80 miles an hour and and so now you got the engine back in the twos you know back in 2700 rpm where you like it and uh, and and when you go take that car and sell it we always tell people it doesn't actually cost you anything to own a gear vendors because when you sell your car, is it worth 3000? I mean, our, our product sells for 2895. Okay. You know, so, so, uh, so is, is a car worth three grand more when you sell it? If it's got a gear vendors? Oh, you bet. You know, almost everybody yeah. who's buying a hot rod, if it doesn't have overdrive, that's going to be an issue. If you go drive the car, and the car doesn't drive nice at 75 miles an hour, that's going to be a $3,000 issue plus. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it because, like you said, you can take the stock pieces, put them on the shelf, right? You can put the gear vendors on, enjoy the hell out of it, right? The guy that's going to buy it goes, hey, you got the stock pieces? And you go, they're right there. And he goes, awesome. It's a numbers matching car. It's all set up right, but I can go enjoy it. I'll drop the extra couple K, you know? Exactly. We see it we see it happen at all the auctions all the time with big dollars. And you know, they they show up at an auction, you need at least two bidders, right? If you're gonna get any value for your car. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't I don't care if you know, one of the one of the more famous shots was uh Bo, you know, uh, John Schneider selling uh selling his personal General Lee, which had a gear vendors in it because John did the Nevada State Classic road course run, you know, and that kind of stuff, you know, the the high noon shootout in Nevada and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And so that that how I've driven that car. It had a gear vendors in it, and uh, and and he famously, you know, got real big money at Barrett Jackson for that. But but the point is that both the restorer, the guy who just wants to park it in some collection, as well as the guy who dreams of driving it, are both interested, and so. It doesn't cost you a darn thing to own a gear vendors. Try to buy one. Try to buy a used one. You know, 20-year-old gear vendors on eBay sell for more than they did brand new 20 years ago. You know, they <laughs> you know, they're like Rolex watches. So build it, build things the best you can do. That's what 
that's what we'd wished everybody in the aftermarket did. And there's a lot of great examples of people who do. And, and that's what brings that value to your customers. And that's what makes us successful. And that's what makes, you know, hopefully uh, put a smile on Willie's face every time he jumps in a car. Oh, with Gibbons. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's been, what, 31 years since you won the best new engineer product at SEMA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, man, you've been uh, cranking them out ever since. And it is absolutely a, a game changer, night and day difference for anybody out there in a muscle car that wants to be able to drive their car, cruise it on a day-to-day, regular basis. It, it is so worth the money. Really recommend you going to get one. Where do people find out more about you? Just go and Google Gear Vendors. It's GearVendors.com. I know that's right. Easy yep. way to find you guys. Gear Vendors, and you know, Vendors is V-E-N-D-O-R-S. The common misspelling is ERS. If you do that, you'll end up in the Cayman Islands on one of those places that buys everybody's misspellings. But, uh, <laughs> but if you just put it, you just put in gear vendors. If you just start putting gear vendors, it should finish it for you on Google or any other search engine. Well, man, I'm glad that you're doing it. Continue on, my friend. We appreciate your time. If we you will. guys need to find them, gearvendors.com, gearvendors.com. <laughs> Make sure you check them out. And, hey, Rick, as always, we appreciate you, appreciate your time. And, again, man, thanks for what you're doing to those hot riders. Both of you guys. All right, buddy? All right. Yeah, man. Have a great rest of this. Okay, bye. Right on, Rick. Take care, man. Hey, don't forget about our TV show, Aaron, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listing episodes. Also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Thanks to our guest, Rick Johnson from Gear Vendors, gearvendors.com. My man, Kevin Bird, I'm Willie B. Our producer is Scoop, and our executive producer is Bob Ecker. And don't forget, check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Awesome content on there. And Check us out on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. And the Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2020 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. There you go, man. I'm telling you, nothing. Besides, I think AC and air conditioning for your old muscle car, right? Essential. And a gear vendor's unit. Essential. Yeah, and I think i go gear. I think i go gear first because then you can just go. Yeah, go man. Windows. Yeah. And then right after that, right after that you know <laughs> like a simultaneous purchase you know don't be <laughs> don't be a chump just get the ac in there you'll love it exactly. your significant other will too <laughs> there you go man <laughs> hey we'll catch you guys on the next two guys garage podcast take care two guys garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and britain productions for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows